Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Life Talks with Lauren. Let's just have a little chat this week for this solo episode, catch you up on my life, some things that I am enjoying, and lessons that I'm learning throughout the human living process. (laughs) I was just listening to a podcast called Two Idiot Girls, and they were talking about First of all, the whole episode is dedicated to the ick, which if you listened to my episode with Jason from last week, you might have thought that I was being mean about the ick, but go, if you haven't listened, listen to that and then go listen to the Idiot Girls podcast or Two Idiot Girls, I think it's called. Uh, Yeah, Two Idiot Girls with Drew Afualo, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Yeah, go back and then listen to that and then you'll realize that I wasn't bullying Jason and they even like say in the beginning of their episode that like the ick is not meant to be something that's like, let's not make a thing out of it. It's not like, um, I don't know how to describe it. They say it much better than I could, but I was just listening to that episode and they were talking about one of the icks is like when someone asks like, hey, can I sing you a song or can I play you a song? But they brought up the movie Just Friends, which is one of my favorite movies. My friend Kenley and I growing up would watch that movie over and over again. And I think that's actually how I developed my love for Ryan Reynolds was from that movie. But anyway, it's the part where he, the guy goes in and I forget which actor it is, but it's like their graduation night and he wants to sing her a song that he wrote because he's all like the nerdy guy. And he's like starts the song and he's like, when Jamie, <laughs> he's like messing up. He's like, when Jamie smiles, it takes me miles. <laughs> and oh my gosh, it made me laugh and just think of like the times growing up when guys would serenade me with their guitars, which I actually personally love. I don't get freaked out or get the ick when a guy like wants to serenade me with his music. I just get so excited and maybe it's because I'm a musician myself. So I just appreciate music, I guess, no matter how good or bad or dorky it is. Like if that guy actually played in front of me, the when Jamie, I would just like I would probably still swoon just knowing me. But that just goes to show how individualized the ick is. Like everyone has their own things and like when you feel it, you just know it. So anyway, I, what has my week been like? Let's see, let's see. I have, oh, I started two new classes. So I am majoring in creative writing And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I like to read and I like to write. And I knew that going into it, like, honestly, I'm a novice. Like, I'm told that my writing is good, but I know it can be a million times better, which is why I'm studying for a degree in it. But I always feel like such an imposter in my classes because it's like literature classes. Everyone's like, oh, yes, I remember when we read To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, which uh, like that one I actually have read. (laughs) 
but that's the only example I can think of right now. Meanwhile, I'm like, what is literature? <laughs> oh my goodness, but I'm getting by. I've taken four classes so far and ended up with A's in all of them. I took a public speaking class last semester and got literally 100% on it. So I'm doing something right. And so this, this semester I'm taking like a more advanced literature, I forget what it's called, but I took intro to literature last semester, so I'm in the next, I guess, step up from that. But then I'm taking an English class where we're literally just studying words, like studying the what makes up a word. And our project, our final project, is to take two pieces of writing or speaking or both and to compare them and show how language has evolved over the years. So literally breaking down the words and describing their morphology, phonology, and some other crazy terms I'm still learning about. And so I'm really hoping that I can figure it out by the end of the semester, but I think I can. So that's what I have going on this week. I also have a friend that wanted to join me for the gym and I'm normally hesitant about that, which I told her this is not like I'm not gossiping to you about how I feel and not telling her. She knows that like I usually like to do the gym as a solo activity because I first of all just like to like that's kind of my me time. It's also the time where I zone out and so I don't reply to texts while I'm in the gym. I don't like schedule things like it's it's literally my time. And usually my phone is on silent and I just turn on my music, tune into it, and then I just lift. And I've been lifting for, oh my gosh, like 15 years or so. So I, you know, have my routines down. And so sometimes it's a little much for me to like stop and like teach someone. But I've had women who wanted to like join me in the gym And I always just make it clear, like, I don't want this to be a friend socialization activity. Like, it's not, I'm not here to socialize. I'm here to get in, get it done, and get out. Because sometimes I've brought friends into the gym and, like, we have so much fun, (laughs) which I love, but we don't actually get a workout in. And, like, I really do want to get a good workout in. That's part of why I go. So, anyway, I have this friend who was like, hey, listen, I know you don't like people to go with you but like can I come learn from you like are you willing to teach me and stuff so she's been going with me all week and it's kind of nice actually it's an and it's a nice change of pace and she picks me up in the mornings around 7 55 after she takes her kids to the bus and we get to the gym and she is actually very like quick learner she just takes direction she's not like super she doesn't try to like chat and like which we chat in between like you know, in the car or in the bathroom or whatever, which is perfect. And yeah, she's been catching on to stuff really fast. And it it is just kind of nice having a friend in the gym. And then afterwards, like, oh my gosh, the other day she suggested getting coffee. And then we forgot that the hospital here on base has the most insane muffins I've ever had in my life. I am not a huge muffin person. They have like these cheesecake blueberry muffins or like cheesecake, different types of cheesecake and, and oh my gosh, I can't even describe how good these muffins are. So she suggested going there and getting a muffin and coffee from there. I was like, oh, 
Yes. Sign me up. Don't have to twist my arm. And then, oh my gosh, I brought one home for Jason. So our neighbor downstairs used to work at that coffee shop. That's how we discovered the muffins. And she would bring them home to us. Like best neighbor ever, right? And they're, oh my gosh, I literally, I think I had an orgasm when I ate the one that I got. Like just, woo, so good. So that was a nice little thing to have. And what else? I feel like we've done a few, we've like gone to coffee a few times after the gym. The only thing for me is like, I have to focus. Like I have to remember like, yes, I've had fun, but now it's time to go home, finish my morning routine and get into school stuff when I could really ideally just play and hang out all day. And she's so much fun. Like we're laughing, making jokes. It's not draining to hang out with her and it's definitely not dull or boring. So I think if in certain social situations, I could like end up if it felt forced I think I would go home every morning after the workout and be like oh that was exhausting but I feel that with her I feel replenished and that's like such a an important thing that I look for in friendships so I'm really happy about that so today I finished my I finished everything for my first week of courses thankfully it's always pretty straightforward like we just have a discussion post get familiar with the class and stuff and so I finished that up today I did my weekly tanning routine so every Thursday I put on tanner and I use the Ashley Graham edition I don't know if you can hear this damn cicadas in the background but it's cicada season here and it's like 6.30 p.m. And I don't know if they only go away when like it's dark outside. But this one out here just really wants to sing to you. So I hope it's not too loud and obvious. But anyway, back to my tanning routine. I use the Ashley Graham Saint-Tropez, which I really love. The thing that I don't love is that it takes like eight hours to get good color. And I've also noticed that for some reason, if I leave it on overnight and bake that way it doesn't it's really not as effective and it transfers all over my sheets and like there's literally because we have beige sheets and a white duvet cover and comforter so it makes me nervous to like even get it on there and so I try not to do it at night so every Thursday I block off my schedule and that's like my self-care day where it's like I can't leave the house because I'm baking in tan <laughs> so I have that on right now Finished my schoolwork for the week around noon, and then I just watched. Well, okay, so I started to watch the new movie Father of the Bride on what is it, HBO, whatever they change, HBO Max, HBO, whatever rendition that is. And I cannot, first of all, I can barely focus for a movie, so that's one of my toxic traits, if you know me. Like, I can. I don't know, maybe it's easier if I'm like with a friend and like we're zoned in on the movie and it's something that I'm interested in. I I am very much like if I'm with friends, I am not on my phone, especially if we're watching something together. But at home with like Jason, that's another story. Like I'll, it, the second I pick up my phone, like it's over and I have to have him like put my phone somewhere across the room to focus. But the other thing I do is I like to lay down on the couch when I watch movies and I always find myself dozing off like watching movies or shows or anything, especially if it's like early afternoon. 
So I laid down to watch Father of the Bride and I was really excited and then started to doze off. So I put on Bridget Jones's diary, which is a big snoozer and fell asleep immediately. Had this crazy dream about like getting edema in my, um, in my like feet and them getting all big and swollen and Jason saying like, we have plans tonight. I have a friend coming in town. We're going to have dinner. And me keep like thinking like, oh, I have to wash off my tan. And then telling him like, oh, can you paint my toenails? But my feet are like, like 10 pounds at this point and like huge. And he goes to like paint one of my toenails and my toe just grows really big. And I'm like, oh shoot, like I have to get ready for tonight. Like we can't have this. And my the fluid is coming, like filling up my feet. Do you think, isn't that the sign of a heart attack? And I'm such a hypochondriac that like I told Jason about my dream and he laughed. He's like, that's you in real life. I would really think that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have a heart attack. Well, I have these water pills. I have to take these water pills and that should help. And then I woke up anyway. And it was like the end of the Bridget Jones diary movies. Honestly, I never really watched those movies. Like I said, I thought they were kind of snoozers. And so I think it's, I like the vibe. Like she in the beginning is like, uh, I think it's like winter and she's laying down on the couch in her jammies. And I would rather put on something like that to fall asleep to than an action movie. And if I take a nap during the day, like I have to have background noise. And for some reason I have like comfort shows or movies that I'll put on literally just to fall asleep to. And I feel bad for the people who produce those movies that they're such snoozers, but you know, such is life. So anyway, so I wake up fully and then I finish watching Father of the Bride. Ended up really loving it. I almost at first went back to watch the Steve Martin version of it that I grew up seeing because I just really loved it and I felt like nostalgic for it. I was like, oh, I'll rent it on Prime Video. But then I was like, should I watch it in that order or should I watch the newer version and then go back and watch the older version? So decided to watch the newer version. Really loved it. Like caught me in my feels so many times. And I just really love how now there are more movies coming out that... So this modern rendition of the movie is features a Cuban-American family and a Mexican-American family. So I like that we're starting to see more cultures and races and things being represented on TV because, first of all, I think we need to learn more about each other in order to understand each other. Like, I know I'm not going to say this in the most beautiful, eloquent words and you know, like, how do you say it? It's just living in Japan and sometimes feeling like I don't connect with the locals and not really knowing how to find a point of like entry or understanding with them. And what I realize is that really as no matter if we come from different cultures or countries or whatever and beliefs and things, we're generally the same at our core. We want the same things. We want love. We want... I don't know, happiness and things like that. So being able to see something represented on a mainstream, in a mainstream movie or something. And so you can learn about other cultures. You can find a point of entry of like, hey, you know, I saw, maybe you don't have to say like, I saw this in a movie or, but you have like topics of conversation to start and a better understanding. Like for me, 
I grew up with, I forget which grade I was in, maybe fourth grade. We had a student come in our class, well not come in, but like literally she moved from Mexico. Her name was Lourdes and she only spoke Spanish and she was in that program like, was it ESL? Uh, I can't, it was so long ago, but anyway, so she had moved from Mexico and was basically like in our class, but you know, kind of needed someone to guide her because she didn't know the language. And I immediately was drawn to her. So I made friends with her. We, you know, I taught her English while she taught me Spanish. And she was actually the catalyst for my love of learning different languages and learning about different cultures. And so with her, I think I joined the Spanish club, La Clube de Español. And I ended up taking Spanish classes up until like my junior, maybe sophomore or junior year of high school. Like I got up to Spanish AP. Then in college, I took uh, intermediate Spanish course as like an elective. And I even had a job in high school where I had to speak Spanish. And my best friend Jenny, her family is from Mexico. They moved up here and to Bishop and then they moved to Minden and opened like a restaurant. And then my first love, Vladi, his family is Mexican. And so I spent a lot of, and our neighbors growing up across the street were Mexican. So I spent a lot of time like immersed in the Mexican culture and just like learning about it. And I really love, I really love it. And I love the people. And so watching the father of the bride with the Mexican family, it was like I could relate or not relate, but understand a lot of aspects of what were going on in it. Kind of just gave me this warm fuzzy feeling so that was really nice just seeing it from that perspective and i the movie doesn't have very good ratings i noticed it's like and if i look at ratings of certain things and they're low i usually won't watch them so i'm glad that i watched this anyway because everyone has like such a different opinion and you know there were a lot of components of the movie that were very progressive which I really liked and I think a lot of people or some people don't like that maybe because they don't understand it or they feel kind of left behind or whatever or resistant to it for whatever reason but I actually really enjoy when I see that like okay cool like you you educate yourself you understand or um or you're educating us really so I thought that was cool I always get onto these episodes thinking like, oh, I'm not going to have much to talk about. And then it's almost like journaling. If you've ever journaled or you do journal regularly, it's like, oh, what am I going to say? And then you start and then you keep going. This is kind of like voice journaling. And it's almost easier because my hand's not cramping up. So if you hate journaling, maybe, I don't know, record yourself talking for a really long time. I sometimes journal by speaking out loud like I don't record it or anything I just talk out loud to myself and I'm like how are you doing today Lauren and then I'll answer myself and like go through a whole conversation I mean I think that's kind of what therapy is right or when we're venting to our friends and obviously sometimes you need that component of validation from the other side or someone to question your thoughts and like get you thinking further But I also kind of just like having the platform to like say really what's been going on with my week or whatever. So the other thing, let's see, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? So 
I made a post earlier this week about friend dates. So moving here to Oki, I was really excited because usually like overseas bases, it's easier to find friends because there's like, it's a smaller community. And it's weird because when I was stationed in Lake and Heath in England over 10 years ago, they didn't have like Facebook groups and stuff. You just kind of like met people on base and stuff and like met people through people and that's kind of how your network grew. But here it's literally like you make friends through Facebook groups, which has its pros and cons because I mean, that's the main way that I've met my friends that I have here and I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, it's kind of overwhelming because I've put out a few friend posts like looking for friends and I'll, I'll get a lot of responses and a lot of messages and stuff. And I think we all come into it with great intentions like, hey, let's hang out, like let's meet, let's connect. But obviously it's hard to like, I'm not really going to meet up with 40 or so people at once if I'm being honest. And I'm definitely not going to be able to develop a close friendship with 40 plus people. Like my circle is probably going to be... I mean, close friends, maybe one to two. And then beyond that, like up to 10 people, maybe that I see regularly. But, you know, we're all busy. We have lives. So I feel like it's kind of like dating where you go on a bunch of dates and you just kind of narrow down where, you know, like, who do I connect with the most and see from there. But I also feel that when I've created the posts, it's been like either when I'm feeling really socially brave and like ready or I'm like tipsy and like, uh, so I'll be in, I guess, my best socializing form. And then all of a sudden it's like people want to make the plans and it's like, oh my gosh, like when it comes down to it, it's like, I don't know, I get anxiety and I I really do have to push myself and force myself to actually make plans. I know that something I'm really not great at in friendship is being the one to initiate and make plans and initiate text and conversation. And that's something I'm actively working on right now. I think much of it has to do with me being an introvert and really being fine on my own until I'm not, if that makes sense. Like I'll... I'll accidentally burn bridges by not initiating conversation and checking in and like reaching out and stuff. And then by the time I'm like, oh, I'm ready to socialize, it's like, well, fuck you, Lauren. (laughs) Like, you don't even care about me. I didn't even hear from you or whatever. And, you know, the same can be said both ways. Like, I've had people here that like I felt like we were establishing a friendship and then it was like never heard from them and like I would reach out every once in a while but it just seemed like I was kind of bothering them or you know like I would be vocal on social media about like I'm going through depression or I'm going through this or that and like the people that I thought were my good friends like never really checked in on me and and not even good friends I don't know it's hard to say because it's I don't think I've been here long enough to really establish like good, good, solid friendships. That's not to discount the people that I've met and spent time with. Like, I just think it takes more than that. Like it takes, it takes overcoming challenges and, 
and just kind of seeing like how you handle how you face conflict with each other and things like that I think that's what strengthens a friendship and so many people run away from conflict myself included especially with a new friend like you don't know how are they going to handle this confrontation like are they going like what's their fighting style or argumentation style or whatever I have a friend here that I respect a lot because, you know, we had to have a hard conversation the beginning of this year and it really kicked my ass, but I appreciated and respected her so much for being the person that was willing to really say what she thought about certain behaviors and things that I had done or said and like she was willing to call me out on that. That's the kind of thing that I feel strengthens a friendship. And I don't know, it's just so complicated because like I am good at some things and I've been good in some friendships about certain things. And then it's weird because I'll, I'll be good at one thing with one person and then that exact same thing I'm like bad at with another person. And it's really hard to explain, but I think a lot of people here and Oki feel that way it's like gosh like we're thrown into a new place across the world and during that like we're all facing things like you know maybe you had a new baby or when I got here like I I one of the first things that happened is I was in the hospital and like you know felt like isolated and lost my aunt from back home and went into a depression and didn't know how with the new people that I had met, like, how do I, how do I reach out for help? If I, if we're still getting to know each other, I don't want you to immediately think that I'm like a burden. And then also the other thing is when I got here was when I kind of was more active on social media, trying to build a business. And I just noticed that like that kind of, put a damper in my friendships because it was like I was talking a a lot about anti-diet and body acceptance and things but most women are dieting and actively trying to change their body and so it was like okay well how do I talk about this online without you thinking I'm personally attacking you and and I don't know I just got to the point where it was like it I, I almost feel like ashamed of some of my behavior in the early phases of making friends here to the point where I feel like it's almost paralyzed me in trying to like try again or, you know, do something like I, I'm a, I'm so afraid to like mess up again. So I've just been working on that, working on recognizing that I'm an imperfect human being just like the rest of us and also not putting so much responsibility and pressure on myself and realizing like well hey what was this person's part in that and do I actually like spending time with them and you know and I've hung out with quite a few people here and and I I've I mean I like everybody honestly I just think that connections are different depending on where each person is in their lives or their journey and so while I've liked everyone I don't think I've aligned or connected with every single person which again we're kind of dating as friends so it's kind of I guess the progression that you go through one major mistake that I made with some of the new friendships that I had when I first got here was trying to rush the 
the progression of our friendship. So trying to like oversharing too quickly and sharing all the like, I guess, quirks and parts like being, I guess, too honest about myself and who I am and not leaving any room for like mystery or interpretation or just experiencing me as a person. And I think that might have been off-putting and... And it's sad because when you re- sometimes when you realize you've made a mistake in friendship, it's too late. And it's a bummer because, you know, it's like with someone that you felt it was like really promising and you guys really clicked. But then it's like, well, shit, like I fucked up. And I haven't had to make new friends in like just so many years. So now I, I say all this to say because I see a lot of people in the Facebook pages struggling that I think that we're all kind of navigating this and we're all struggling with it for different reasons and no one reason is more valid than the other or you know I I don't think it makes us bad people or bad friends I think the fact that we're even thinking about the kind of friends that we want to be or want to have is a good sign I imagine that I'll have it somewhat figured out by the time we're ready to leave here because that's usually how lessons go for me. (laughs) That's how it was leaving Vegas. Like I had gotten to a point in Vegas where I'm like, I'm really settled here. I'm really happy. I'm in a good place with all my friendships and the life that I've built here. I've got like my house the way that I want it finally. And of course, that's when we got the orders because we learn the lessons that we need to and then we move on and here I am and Okinawa has really, this PCS has just kicked my ass and sent me back into orbit. Like, wow, I thought I had grown and learned so much. I thought that I was like stable and ready and mature and all of these things. And now there's more coming to the surface, but I am continuing to take on the challenge and learn and grow from it. And I think that's what it's all about. You know, I had a point probably a few months ago where I was just like ready to give up like like just I've exhausted you know from the challenge and exhausted from feeling that I'm not good enough and that everyone around me is not good enough either like I told Jason I was like is this gonna be my life just this cycle of it's never enough I'm not enough I don't have enough you know scarcity really and I don't know where that mindset changed or where that turned around, but I think quitting the business I was trying to grow was probably the biggest and best decision that I could have made because trying to, I I don't, the wellness and business online space, and I think I briefly talked about this on my last solo episode, but it's gone kind of toxic and toxic being a very buzzword, but (laughs) for lack of a better term, It's become a place where there is a lot of scarcity and a lot of lack. And it's weird because it's supposed to be like new age, abundance, manifestation. But it's like all about manifesting the life of your dreams and never being in a situation where maybe you're working and you're not like the work is challenging and you don't like it or never having conflict with relationships like oh good vibes only I only allow good vibes into my space or I'm working to make millions of dollars while working from the beach and and I just always felt like everything that I was doing wasn't enough or I have this many followers or I make this much money 
and I just continuously felt like I was falling short. So changing that narrative, like quitting that and just being like, I'm a full-time college student. My only tasks every day are to go to the gym, to get some schoolwork done, to finish my schoolwork by the end of the week. And when I do, then that's done. Like the weekend is mine. So my incentive is really to finish the work earlier in the week, the better. And then I go to roller derby practice twice a week. And beyond that, I hang out with friends. I hang out with Jason. I love, I, I love clothes. I've been experimenting with more looks with style and, and just feeling really comfortable in my body, not feeling like I have to be on camera all the time and take pictures of myself and document my life and stuff. Like I am just living a simple life and I finally for maybe once in my life feel like I'm doing enough and that I am enough and I could probably live like this for the rest of my life. I do, like I said, really want stronger friendships. Like I need that part and maybe when Jason and I finally settle down somewhere I can get our forever home started or our whatever home started. I don't know if it'll be forever but at least like build a community, a stable community of friends and family around me and then get our house decorated the way I want to. And I will always love clothes and experimenting with new styles and shopping. So that's like my one big hobby and passion. And then obviously writing and speaking. And beyond that, like, what else do I need? Music? Yeah, music is another good one. But other than that, like, I don't need to make a million dollars. I'm barely making $2,000 a month and I'm thriving over here. So I, I, I think maybe that I was focused on the wrong priorities for a little bit there. I almost said for too long, but I also think that we learn the lessons in the time that we need to. So that's the other thing I always felt like. Well, I'm 32. I'm not far enough in life, but like, what is life? What is tomorrow? What, what, how much time do I have left? I have no idea. There really is no timeline anymore. You know, we used to think so with like, okay, early twenties, we get married and then we get the white house with the picket fence. And then we're in our thirties and we have our career and we're making all this money. And then, and then we retire and we have grandchildren and I don't know how it's supposed to go. But anyway, I am not following any of that. I am doing it my own way and I am finally becoming content with that. Now Jason's in the kitchen tinkering with the dishes. Tinkering. I like that word. Um, <laughs> and the cicada's still going. So that's my, uh, I wouldn't say rant, but anyway, that's my monologue about friendship. Let's just continue to try and be the best friends that we can and forgive ourselves when we fall short, okay? Okay. The other thing that I want to talk about briefly, because I don't want this episode to go too long, but I feel, I've been feeling like I'm really learning some lessons about myself in roller derby. And I think I knew that roller derby was going to be challenging, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. I just didn't know the commitment and challenge it was really going to require, especially in the beginning of practices when I literally could just barely skate forward. They were all like, oh yeah, take your time. We all learn at our own pace. It was all flowery. And then one day they were like, okay, skate. Like the kind you see in the movies and like 
falling on my ass every five seconds and try not to though because that's not how you properly fall but sometimes it just happens because you're in the middle of doing crazy stuff and then your feet just slide out from under you and that's how you get injured but I digress um (laughs) one thing I've noticed though is there are some girls and if you've seen any movies on roller derby like you see that it's like Roller derby girls are supposed to be the most badass girls because you literally go on a track on roller skates and just kind of like push each other out of the way. And it's not as violent as you might think because there are a lot of rules on where you can hit, how you can hit and things like that. But there, it's weird because I feel like there's this old school and there's this new school on our team. So the old school is like the vets who've been doing it for a long time that like want to like yell and scream and like hit each other and then there's like the new school of those of us who are like oh hi like we're here to make friendships and learn how to skate (laughs) and sometimes those two things clash and what I've noticed is that I get intimidated by the old school and also I get kind of frustrated because if they start a practice by screaming at me to like skate and stuff first of all I don't I don't I don't get motivated by intimidation. So like, say, for example, personal trainers like Jillian Michaels, I just can't take that seriously. And I think part of it was the fact that like, you know, I was in the military and I went to basic training that felt more real because that was like my career. And, you know, we thought we were training or we were training for war. I don't really know at this point. But uh, that felt like more serious. And there there was a lot more, I guess what I'm trying to say is there was a lot more on the line for that. Like I could have actually gotten in trouble for not listening and I couldn't actually choose to leave basic training if they pissed me off or whatever. But I go to practice and it's like, and they start yelling and bossing us around. I'm like, you literally have no authority over me. Like I can walk away any second that I want to. And... And I think maybe I have this spirit of rebellion after leaving the military. And if you've ever separated from the military or been like, you understand that it's like you go from someone controlling what color your hair is, how your nails can be, all these things and like walking around and being afraid like, oh, what if I accidentally piss off a colonel or so-and-so or we're in civilian clothes and I don't even know, like you're always kind of on your guard. And then you get out and it's like, shit, like no one really has ownership over me. Like, obviously I have to follow the rules of the laws and stuff, but I don't actually have to like listen to someone telling me to work out in this way or whatever. Like I don't have to do PT anymore. So whenever that happens in practice, my attitude just immediately is like, fuck you. But if they're like, helpful and and I I don't mean like they have to be super nice and you know smiley or whatever but be supportive if I feel like you're really helping me out even if you're a little short with me or whatever but you're doing it out of a genuine desire to help me and better my situation then I'm really receptive to that I am totally open to being coached and critiqued and things like that but it's how you go about it and so whenever it happens, like I've had a few times where girls were kind of like condescending toward me or pushy or I don't know, like kind of rude. If I asked a question, they were like, 
blah, 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 do this. Well, duh. And like kind of rude. And it, it's both all times it's embarrassed me. And when I get embarrassed, like I just want to cry and run away. Like, I think I've learned to be really sensitive because I'm so afraid to stand up for myself where I know that like naturally I am, I am kind of spicy and I really can be assertive. I think where people go wrong with me is in thinking that I'm like a total pushover because I am so like friendly and like, sorry or thank you. And I've learned to be that way because me being a tall person with like a deeper voice and a resting bitch face, terrible combination because people have always taken what I've said like personally and I can be sarcastic sometimes too on top of that. And so I've really had to sweeten myself over the years so that I can be palatable and roller derby is almost like forcing me to bring my assertive side out and really stand up for myself again because I've hit the point where I'm just like, you know what? I cower down whenever these girls like yell at me or whatever. And what if I just gave the sass like right back to them and not in a disrespectful way, but like say like, hey, I'm still learning here too. Like y'all know this by now. Give me a break instead of just being like, oh, well, sorry. And I don't even know what I do in the moment. Like I kind of am just like, okay. (laughs) And, And I hate that because I don't think I don't think that's fair to me and I don't think that I should be intimidated or scared of women that are literally like my age or maybe even younger. So I will keep you updated on the progression of that, but I I think that it's, yeah, like I said, it's just really forcing me to start using my voice again and stand up for myself and not just like I said in an aggressive way to like fight or be rude for the sake of being rude, but really to stand up against people that are rude to me for no reason when I'm being, I'm being nothing but nice and accommodating. Like I'm tired of that. I'm tired of being pushed around in that way. All right. I'm starting to get tired and I don't know if you can hear my voice is kind of like going out in a way, but I wanted to finish off the episode with on a funny note And so I'm going to read you this TikTok or the screenshots from this TikTok that I watched today. And maybe you've seen it. I think I've seen it before today, but I just think it's so hilarious and like heartwarming. It's one of those moments that really makes me just love the internet and how sometimes the internet, like on the internet, we come together and we're like collectively funny, like in on a joke all together. So it's this cat, this Walmart cashier who made cashier of the week and so Walmart made this post about her and they were like we would like to congratulate Sam as being chosen as our cashier of the week she has gotten customer compliments recently for her friendly and speedy service way to go Sam and then we get into the the comments and so one of the comments is I remember this girl I was just visiting that Walmart for the first time ever She overheard us complaining about not finding a place to do a baptism for a family that lived in town. That's when Sam led us to the pools that Walmart sold in the back and filled one of them up with water. Sam helped me baptize that family and eight hours later we ended up baptizing 53 shoppers, including her whole staff. She was super kind and even baptized me right after. I'll never forget Sam. That's one comment. And then... Well deserved, Sam. My brother and I were in the book section and he was getting frustrated because of his dyslexia. 
Sam took him by the shoulders and made deep, sincere eye contact with him. Within a few seconds, his dyslexia was cured and the crops were thriving. We aren't even farmers. Way to go, Sam. Sam was so amazing. I literally lost my child at Walmart and Sam gave me a whole new one. Employee of the month for Sam. Congratulations. That was the last one, but there was like a bunch more. Oh my gosh. So funny. I feel like my reading voice wasn't as uh, on point. I think like, I think I'm fatigued. It's a 45 minute episode, so I am going to say goodbye to you. I hope that you've enjoyed chatting with me this week. Next week might be an episode with Jason or it'll be a solo episode. We will just have to see, but I hope you enjoyed checking in with me this week. Come connect with me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. If you aren't, uh, aren't already, aren't, aren't already connected with me there and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or like chat with me about something that I brought up that you resonated with or you wanted to talk further about and I'll chat with you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.